0: in association with nerds through comics Tiger Tales Mutants
1: for Hire Hello everybody and welcome to Tiger Tales a place where you will find stories and fanfictions written and read to you by your host me, Ty Tiger. Welcome back to the Tiger Tales Marvel and DC fanfiction universe, where I have very cleverly combined the two universes together into one massive universe, with lots of different stories rolling into it. And you can actually listen to all of these stories in chronological order as their chapters go f- through all the storylines in a playlist found on the channel. And you can also find each story's playlist individually as well. Welcome back to Mutants for Hire, the very first story the kickstart off this universe. This is a story where we have four mutants who don't like the idea of being too villainous but don't want to be a caped crusader either. They decided to work for money. And as long as you pay, they'll do. So today we start off a new arc and let's dive in and find out exactly what our brothers have been up to. With Mutants for Hire, Chapter 5, Broken Fathers.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a group of men for any task that our taxpaying social justice system won't and cannot handle. Whether it's rescues, scaring someone, murder, maybe someone owes you money, maybe you don't feel safe. Then hire these amazing mutants, a team for any mission for an, any easy fee. Call the number on our screen for the Mutants for Hire now!
1: Arklos woke up and got dressed. He walked out of his bedroom and met 1up in the hallway. They could hear Mr. Pocket downstairs talking to two gentlemen. Their voices unknown to Arklos and 1up. Who's your dad talking to? 1up asked him. I don't actually know, Arklos replied with a shrug of his shoulders. Then Cardio walked out of the bathroom.
3: They are FBI operatives, working for the mayor. They have a job for us. Cardio
1: told them. Using your heightened hearing, huh? Nicely done. Otclose grinned. Then Thunderstruck walked out of his room all sluggish. What's with all the racket, man? Thunderstruck complained. We got a job from the mayor. Otclose hushed. Colour me intrigued. Thunderstruck muttered. Then the four boys walked down the stairs which led into the living room and kitchen area. Ah, boys,
2: you're up. Good. Mr. Pocket chirped. Why's a tight suit stood in our house, boss?
1: One up asked. All four boys then stood around Mr. Pocket, who was sat on the sofa facing the two gentlemen. They have a job for you. Seems like saving all those mutants and his own daughter has made a name for yourselves, placing you into the mayor's good books, Mr. Pocket told them. If
3: the mayor is hiring us, it must be important,
1: Cardio stated or a way to keep an eye on us. Thunderstruck snapped. He kinda has a point, Oculus muttered. First off, hello gentlemen. My name is Ray and this is Cutter. We are FBI FBI agents and we work for the mayor. Late afternoon, transport vehicle holding three meteor freak prisoners was heading to a new prison facility. The driver made a pit stop in New York as scheduled and here is where they broke free. Within a 10 minute mark we were alerted and we had the entire city barricaded closed with multiple search parties, armed with ways to handle these meteor freaks, but the three individuals are smart have have hidden themselves very well inside of this city. Now we don't want to bombard the streets with military equipment of course, the mayor has the idea of hiring you four gentlemen to secure and detain these three meteor freaks Killing them is not an option, the FBI agent said. Um, sorry, meteor freak. All close piped up. It is a term
3: to offend those who get genetically altered by the green meteor rocks that came to Earth same day Superman arrived. They got superpowers from the exposure. They are in turn labelled as a subgenre. metahumans.
0: Cardio explained. So kryptonite-fueled superpowers
1: are a thing? Fundistruct asked. And in more of a simple term, yes. Cardio sighed. The male will deposit a payment in three installments. You'll receive a third of the payment after each meteor freak has been contained. The agent known as Cutter explained.
2: How much are we talking here, exactly?
1: 1UP asked. One million. Mr. Pocket answered. That's a big fat payment, like damn. Thunderstruck chuckled. How do we find these meteor freaks? Cardio asked the agent. We have them tagged, but we only can turn them on every so often. One, we don't want the batteries running out, but two, they might actually figure out that tag, Ray explained. Carter then opened a briefcase and pulled out three folders and a set of pictures, and placed them on the coffee table in front of the four mutants and Mr. Pocket. This is Tyler McKnight. He was arrested on the outskirts of Smallville. After trying to abduct his own daughter and killing a farm woman, he was also charged with several cases of murder and has the ability of halokinesis. Carter explained as he pointed to the first mugshot. Hello de wada? Oh, close ass confused. The ability to manipulate glass. Cardio explained. This is Desiree Actons, born Allison Sanders, temporary married Lex Luthor. She was a high school teacher in Smallville and has the ability to manipulate anyone she kisses by triggering pheromones. Cutter explained. Damn, she is hot. Thunderstruck hissed cockily. We're going to have to be careful with this one. Cardio muttered. Yeah, you think. One-up said, frowning at Thunderstruck. And lastly, we have Graham Garrett, a well-trained assassin with the ability to turn invisible. He was actually marked as dead before Union Day. Turns out he, uh, well actually was still fuzzy on the exact facts. He used his ability to climb the ranks and become well-known for his silent and deadly assassin skills. He got arrested for trying to kill some girls who lived in Smallville. Carter explained. A father, a mistress, and an assassin. Sounds like a badly written fan fiction. Ocklose mocked.
2: We are taking this job, right boss? One-up asked.
1: Of course we are, Mr. Pocket replied. We already have the location of McKnight. He was last spotted in a motel just on the outskirts of this district here. We have agents waiting and watching him. Uh, that's all he's done is get a burner phone. We assume he's trying to get in contact with his daughter, who is not seen in ten years. Ray told them. Sounds like that is our first target. Fun truck said. Let's get ready, boys. All oh, Close told them, and the four boys went back upstairs to get themselves prepared. Mr. Pocket stood up and led the two agents down the hall and to the elevator. Do send me those coordinates. I'll oh, send my boys over now, Mr. Pocket told them. The boys all got dressed and prepared for the mission. Cardio read the target report and read it once again. I must admit... This guy
3: doesn't seem too bad, just sounds like a desperate father.
2: Cardio said. He killed people, dude.
3: One-up muttered. I'm just saying, his daughter is 29 now. She most probably has her own life now. He's just gonna throw a spanner
1: in the works. Cardio sighed. We will make sure that does not happen. Thunderstruck piped up. The four boys then walked down the hall and entered the elevator, and it descended down to ground level. You're gonna let your new friend know where we we're up to? Cardio asked Ock-close with a slight grin. What? Ock-close said, confused. He's talking about Gambit, bro. One-up blurted. Oh, whatever, man. Come on, he ain't even my friend. Just some dude we use for backups sometimes. dumps." close muttered. He has a point, man. You two are all buddy-buddies now. Thunderstruck chuckled. "'Why are you bashing on me? No one has mentioned 1UP's girlfriend!' Ocklose barked. "'Girlfriend? What are you talking about, bro?' 1UP muttered with a raised eyebrow. "'He
0: is talking about
2: Jessica!' Thunderstruck grinned. "'She. Is not. My girlfriend.'
1: 1UP barked back, his face now turning a slight shade of red.
3: "'Sounds pretty defensive to me, for someone who doesn't have a girlfriend!'
1: Cardio said with a small grin. "'Cardio!' Bro, did you just see something funny? Oklo oh, said with a small giggle. The elevator door finally opened and the boys all walked out and walked through the lobby and down a set of stairs to the basement level which had been turned into a garage. They picked their car and Cardio climbed into the driver's seat. Alright boys, get comfy. The
3: motel was on the other side of
1: the city and we gotta go the long way around. Cardio called out. Everyone strapped in and Cardio started the car and drove off. Uh, out of the garage and onto the main road headed towards the motel
4: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host Felicity Hart, and here we are again, having our lunchtime conversation. And what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about the uprising of our superheroes. You know what? You know my opinion, guys. I quite like this. I absolutely love being able to see the superheroes around us, helping us, supporting us, and coming in when let's face it there's no police around you know why because they're down the donut shop getting their coffee and their donuts and so who has to step in other heroes to help us now we'd like our blue uniform to be our heroes but they're not going to be so we have the likes of come on guys you know some of my favorites here robin you know the infamous Batman sidekick. Doesn't he just look gorgeous in green? You know that we just love a Robin. And look, let's have a look at this. Let's see how many superheroes we've seen around the streets. There's been reports of Spider-Man. There's been reports of Vixen, Ghost Rider. I mean, come on, guys. Wouldn't you rather have these people on the streets jumping in and actually helping? Because you know what I've noticed, guys? They only ever get the bad guy. Police, now they'll pull out a gun and they'll shoot you. Regardless, they don't care if you're guilty or you're innocent. They, we just love a hero guy. So I am gonna open the, the lines to you soon guys so we can discuss this, but there's just one point that I really wanna make before we start talking about this, okay? Now, we have our super villains, okay? And they play dirty. They're not like your ordinary criminal. They go and robs a bank or their local drugstore, you know. We're talking about real villains here. Real bad guys. And the only people I can see that are ready and super fit to be able to deal with these are our real heroes. The likes of Spider-Man and Vixen. Those are the ones that can go and deal with these really really bad guys now i want to hear your opinion i want to know what it is you've got to say are you on the side of our heroes our vigilantes are you on the side of the police do you think they should be gone do you think we need more of them because i you know what i think guys i think we need more superheroes and more vigilantes i think we need them because you've got your good clean guys that's your superheroes you've got your vigilantes they're a little bit dirty but they get the job done but who's really going to take care of those villains at the end of the day because I can't see your average copper being able to do that lines are open guys give me a call
1: The boys turned up to the motel and parked the car, then they climbed out and walked into the motel. They walked up to the receptionist who looked rather spooked. Oh, um, I'm sorry, we have n- no, more, no more rooms available, the receptionist told them. Uh, that's fine, i are actually looking for someone, Aldrich told her. I'm sorry, I don't think I can help. The receptionist gulped, then suddenly the fire alarm started ringing. It echoed throughout the corridors, and then all of the residents came sprawling out and ran outside. The four boys stood to one side of the uh, hallway, uh, allowing everyone to run past in a panic. They all noticed two police officers as they walked in and barged through the panicked crowd.
2: I don't see McKnight. One up Bart.
3: I'm going to assume someone has clocked him
1: and called the police. Cardio stated. Yeah, which makes our job a little harder, Oculus side.
0: Those officers are not suited for fighting someone with
1: glass manipulation, Thunderstruck mentioned. The four boys then ran after the officers, they ran up several set of steps, and- Ran down a dimly lit corridor. They saw the officers barge into the room with guns in hand. The four boys rushed down as fast as they could. One up stopped by the door first. He touched the bronze door handle and his entire body became solid bronze. Then he booted the door open. They all rushed in and found Tyler McKnight with his hand stretched out, with several shards of glass floating around his hand, aiming at the two officers who had their hands up in surrender. Easy, man. You don't want to do this. Thunderstruck muttered. Everyone needs to leave. Tyler barked. We can't do that, I'm afraid. One-up called out. Tyler then looked at the Mutants for Hire, rather confused, then looked at the two officers. Who are you guys? Tyler asked gittishly. Uh, we are the Mutants for Hire. Arklish responded. We are here to help. Cardio told him. Mutants, huh? (sighs) Tell I am on the wrong side of America.
2: Tyler muttered. Why don't you lower your hand? and maybe we can help you.
1: One-up suggested. I wanna see my daughter, that's it. I don't care what else happens. Tyler barked back. Let's talk about that, okay? Just let him go. Cardio told them. Tyler looked away, then took a deep breath. Sweat ran down his face. He was obviously that he was exhausted and in a panic. Then he lowered his hands and the glass fell and shattered on the floor. The two officers took a deep breath of relief and lowered their hands. One-Up walked up to the office. We got this, he told them. The two officers then bolted out of the room, leaving the mutants for hire with the metahuman. Uh, n- now what? Tyler asked, or scared, he started tugging on his sleeve with his index finger and thumb.
0: You know where the other two are?
1: Thunderstruck asked him. Um, no, we all ran in different directions, Tyler told them. Boys, can I talk to you alone, please? Arclose asked.
2: I will watch him,
1: One-Up offered. Otclose nodded and led Thunderstruck and Cardio back into the corridor, and they all stood there, huddled up close. What do we do here? Otclose asked.
0: He just wants to see his daughter. I say we find a way to make that happen.
3: Thunderstruck shrugged. The government would never allow that to happen.
1: Cardio snapped. So screw them. We find her, and we talk to her. Thunderstruck barked back. Only problem is, she never wants to see him. She completely blocked him out of her life. She was a kid, when this all went down, she grew up with her grandmother. Now that she's a grown woman, she clearly does not want to see her father. Or she would have done it by now, Art close said.
0: I say we talk to him, and see if we can get him back into a cell with the promise that we try to make contact with her. Thunderstruck sighed. We must be careful.
3: Many years in a prison, in the acknowledgement that he himself is the cause of being abandoned and a one has made his mind broken fractured and skittish
1: cardio told them the other two nodded in response and walked back into the room tyler we have a plan Arklow said tyler turned around and faced the other three we're going to try and get in contact with your daughter oklo told him maddie tyler gasped
0: please note he said try we don't
1: know if she'll want to respond thunderstruck told him i understand thank you tyler sighed Tyler took a couple steps forward towards the boys when suddenly a small sound of glass breaking echoed through the room. Tyler then caught out in pain as blood exploded from his shoulder. The bullet hit the wall next to Cardion, Thunderstruck. Tyler dropped to one knee and held onto his bleeding shoulder.
2: Who called the fucking sniper?
1: One-up barked. He ran up to the window and saw the sniper across the road on a roof opposite the building. You lied. You're liars. You never wanted to help me,
3: Tyler said. We did, we promise, we didn't know they had a sniper.
1: We aren't with them. Cardew told him, No, 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 you lied. I have to find Maddie myself! Tyler cried out, You need to listen to us.
0: We were hired to bring you in, yes, but we also want to help you. We can do both, and you even said you were willing to go back. Thunderstruck snapped,
1: No, no, I must go get Maddie myself. No one can be trusted. Tyler grunted, tears now falling down his cheek. Cardio walked up to him and bent down to his level. I have several years of medical training, at least. Let me tend to your wound. Cardio said gently, No! Tyler barked, then he threw both hands out at Cardio and suddenly all the windows exploded and all the shards of glass flew flew at cardio some of the glass bounced off one of his bronze skin and the glass all flew and pulverized cardio he flew back and landed on the floor his entire body pierced with small shards of glass blood seeping everywhere oklos ran to cardio's aid thunderstruck on one up ran up at tyler don't get in my way boys or else i'll cause another accident tyler barked that was an accident thunderstruck asked i didn't want to do that tyler muttered then he ran past one up and jumped out the window and fell to the floor he held his hands out and brought them in close together all the glass on every building around him shattered from all the buildings and all the cars it all floated around him in a small circle platform was made as tyler landed on it now floating in the air the rest of the glass floated around him and spinning around him, kind of like a tornado. Then Tyler started surfing down the street, everyone screaming in fear as they ran away from the glass tornado. Guys! Arklos barked in panic. Thunderstruck and one up both left the window ledge and joined Ocklos, who was knelt by the highly wounded Cardio. He don't have a
0: heartbeat, Ocklos cried out. We need his heart to start. Then it
1: will go into panic and start healing himself. Thunderstruck muttered. We need some sort of jolt, 1up said. Thunderstruck then stood up and looked at 1up. Hit me hard, he told him. 1up stood and looked directly
2: at Thunderstruck. Don't blame me if I break a rib. He barked back.
1: He then held up his fist, and held it all the way back and swung it hard, hitting Thunderstruck with all his strength. He then, Thunderstruck, flew back and smashed into the wall, his chest now glowing purple. He stood up and slowly and limped over to Cardio and took a deep breath. The kinetic energy traversed from his chest into his knuckles. He then knelt down and placed his knuckles on Cardio's chest and released all the kinetic energy in a small burst, all at once. Cardio then bolted up, coughing and grunting in pain. Bloody hell, boys, that was awesome! Arklos cheered. Brother, can you hear us? Wanna asked Cardio. Cardio nodded slowly as he was coughing.
0: You need to speed up your heart, man,
1: come on! Thunderstruck Bart. You need to heal, dude, Alt Close told him. Cardio's heart rate then started speeding up and his wounds started to heal. All close and Thunderstruck started pulling out the shards of glass from his body to help the healing process. After a couple of minutes, Cardio was fully healed and back to normal. Luckily, none of them
2: was too deep. Cardio sighed. We need to go after Tyler. Not only is he paranoid, but angry now.
1: One-up growled. Never liked metahumans. Ocklose grunted. You could say that again. Thunderstruck muttered. Oklos and Thunderstruck then helped cardio back to his feet. The four boys all left the motel and ran to the car and climbed in, and the car left the car park and sped down the road. Then they found Tyler floating there on the glass platform, secure in his glass tornado. He then stopped by... A huge crosswalk, several buildings had huge screens on them, and they were all broadcasting the news, which had Tyler all over it. Tyler gazed at himself.
0: If you're caught drug driving, make sure you call 14 141 Mutants for Hire will get you out, or your money back guaranteed.
4: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're sorry to interrupt your scheduled programme this evening. I have some dire news for you. We have a tornado heading in from JFK Airport heading towards Queen's. The issue is, guys, this is no ordinary tornado. This is Tyler McKnight and his superpowers. And he has created a glass tornado. Guys, this glass tornado rips through absolutely everything you can imagine. Steel, rock, I don't know, you name it. Guys, you just need to get yourself safe. If you're on that path from JFK Airport all the way through to Queens, please get yourself safe. It's going to travel that that far and that fast. Yeah, that's all. Also-
1: Maddy, will never want to see me now. Tyler wailed. The four boys climbed out of the car. One Up pulled out his phone and pressed a few buttons gently as his skin was still made of
2: bronze, and he held it to his ear. Have you seen the news? Yeah, I need your help. I'll text you the details. Just hurry up, okay? One Up said, then he hung up. What was that about? Oh, asked. I may have a way to stop him for now. We are gonna have to use some force here.
1: One-up replied. Let me try. Thunderstruck... snapped. Then Thunderstruck run up at full speed which wasn't at all the fastest feat but was still fast enough he bounced off a building wall then ran out another building then another he went back and forth across the streets hitting the buildings like the buildings were playing ping pong and thunderstruck was the ball he then jumped up and dived at tyler he flew into the tornado then released all the built-up kinetic energy at once tyler flew off and crashed into the ground and he cl- slowly climbed to his feet and was floating on a glass platform within a few seconds he flung his hands forward and a stream of glass flew at thunderstruck one up ran up and jumped over his brother and landed between them the glass ricocheting off his back both boys nodded at each other cardio then came running up and his heart rate increased and he grabbed a car door ripped it off the car and spun it around and threw it at tyler tyler floated slightly to one side dodging the attack ocklos then ran up to the glass tornado his eyes turning yellow making his entire body ghost-like he then phased through it landing on the other side of the glass underneath tyler his entire body then turned back to normal his eyes then turned red and he jumped up high launching himself towards tyler directly up tyler noticed oculus beneath him he flipped his hands and then pulled them in close and shards of glass started flying back and forth in the tornado two shards caught Oklos, cutting his arm and side he dropped to the floor grunted as he landed his eyes turned back to yellow once more he became ghostlike, and he jumped back through the tornado landing next to his brothers how the fuck do we do this? Otclose snapped. Maybe you never approach, like from the top or something. Cardio suggested.
2: Or I could talk to him.
1: A female's voice called out. The four boys turned around to see Maddie Van Horn stood there. Tyler's daughter stood before them. The four boys all ran up to her. Maddie? Otclose questioned.
2: The one and only.
1: Maddie said awkwardly. H- how did you find her?
2: Thunderstruck asked 1-Up. I'll explain after. 1-Up replied. He then walked up to Maddie. Talk to your father. Get him on the ground. We can do the rest.
1: 1-Up commanded. Maddie nodded in response. Then she walked up to her father who clocked her. Maddie? Maddie, is that you? Tyler called out.
2: Hey, Dad. It's okay. Come down here so we can talk. No need to hurt anyone else,
1: Maddy yelled back. Tyler floated down to the ground, the platform of glass crumbling underneath him. The tornado stopped and all dropped to the floor, the glass raining down around them, shattering into pieces. Tyler walked up to Maddy. Tears filled his eyes. Then he placed one hand on his daughter's face, a face he had not seen in ten years. A face he almost didn't recognize, as adulthood clearly had formed around his baby girl's face. Oh my, oh my baby girl, Tyler muttered.
2: You need to stop, Dad.
1: Maddy snapped. But baby, I, I just wanted to see you, Tyler gasped.
2: This is not how you do it, Dad. I thought you learned that from last time.
1: Maddie muttered. I did. I promised. I, I've changed. I, I promise. Tyler barked, tears rolling down his cheeks.
3: Then prove it!
1: Matty barked bluntly. Okay, h- how h- how do I prove myself to you? Tyler asked desperately.
2: Don't fight back!
1: Matty replied, then she took a few steps back. What, what, what does that mean? Tyler asked. Then suddenly, one-up landed behind Tyler and wrapped his muscular arms around the scrawny man and held on tight. Thunderstruck landed between Tyler and Maddie, and placed his palms on Tyler's temples, and then released a small amount of kinetic energy, and Tyler's eyes rolled inside of his skull. His entire body went limp. Carly walked up and pulled a pair of meta-powered dampening handcuffs, and placed them on Tyler McKnight. He was no longer a threat. One-up then placed Tyler down, and the four mutants gathered around Maddie. Thank you for helping us, Maddie," Arculus said to her.
2: You're welcome, Arculus. Any friend of 1-Up is a friend of mine,
1: Maddy replied.
0: Wait, how did you know his name? And how do you know 1-Up?
3: Thunderstruck asked. I believe there is more to this young lady
1: than we are aware of. Cardio grinned. Maddy grinned, and then small little white otgons shimmered through her skin, and Maddy shapeshifted back into Jessica, the mayor's daughter. Surprise! Jessica cheered. You called your girlfriend? Thunderstruck asked 1UP judgmentally. I didn't see you guys coming up with a plan. 1UP Bart. Whoa, (laughs) hey. Thanks, Jessica. (laughs) You come in handy. Art Close grinned.
2: No problem.
1: Jessica smiled back. You seem to have adapted
3: to your new mutation quite well. Cardio stated.
2: I have to thank 1UP for that. He's been helping me.
1: Jessica explained helping you has he thunderstruck replied nudging his elbow into one up one up's body then turned back to normal come on we are better met
2: a human back in a cell
1: one up muttered thunderstruck looked down at the ground looking at the shattered glass that had fallen everywhere he took a big deep breath and sighed a frown painted all over his face the fight against Tyler a desperate father had got him thinking. He then looked at his three brothers. I actually have to go do
0: something. Can you guys handle this? Thunderstruck asked them. Of
1: course we can, brother. Carly replied. Yo, dude. Everything okay? Artclose asked. Yeah. Family stuff. That's all. Thunderstruck replied. Then he walked away, leaving his brothers to do the tidying up.
0: Hey, listener, this is a not paid for product placement for the Zero to Hero podcast. What do you mean? If you, mean you not definitely paid? like what you're listening to now, come on over to the, the Zero f- to Hero podcast. Lights on. Just- Anywhere you want to be able to find your podcast at, trash like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon it. Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, like, oh which God, is still a little God. weird. The next two weeks. Come the on over and, and enjoy yourself enough. and listen to Billy and myself bicker, argue. And, well, fight about a lot of no, things As we true. are the Balkan School of Podcasting How the hell am I Good gonna luck get out,
1: out there through. and welcome back to the show Later that evening, Thunderstruck climbed out of the taxi And passed the driver some money He then walked up to the bungalow as the taxi drove off The first bungalow on the row of bungalows And he knocked on the door After a minute, an older lady opened the door And glared at Thunderstruck Who straightened his posture up as his gaze fell upon the older woman. Hello, mother. Thunderstruck said roughly.
4: No, you can't see him.
1: His mother responded. Please, just give me five minutes. Thunderstruck pleaded.
4: Fine, but only five minutes, I have to bath him.
1: His mother barked. Thunderstruck was then led into the living room, a room he spent many hours playing, watching TV, drawing, and wondering about life. He saw the four-year-old boy sat on the floor, crashing a toy fire truck into the figure of the Hulk. He had a figure of Batman sprawled upside down on the floor as well. He was knelt on one knee, sat on his other foot, his soft black hair gently placed over his eyes, reflecting the sun perfectly. His eyes was full of wonder and imagination ran through his mind. Von Struck walked up to the four-year-old boy and he sat on the floor. Hey buddy! Thunderstruck said sweetly to the boy. His mother hovered over them, watching. Her eyes burnt into Thunderstruck's head, like hot knife went through butter.
4: So, have you spoken to her?
1: His mother asked bluntly.
0: If you're talking about Jordan, no, I haven't. Not since she
1: moved back to LA. Thunderstruck replied without moving his gaze from the child. He picked up a toy car and started joining in with the game the boy was playing.
4: What? No communication for four years. You expect me to believe that?
1: His mother barked back. I am
0: not having this argument with you again. She moved back to LA and cut all contact. She didn't want to be his mother. She was scared, only 18 herself, and I had just told her that I was a mutant. Thunderstruck snapped.
4: Do not use that word. That's why he's here, a runaway mother and a broken father.
1: His mother huffed. I am not broken. I am just different. Thunderstruck muttered.
4: You? You're one of those things. Do you even have a life? Do you even have a job, Levi?
0: His mother asked. Yes, I do, actually. I make good money using my powers, and I am proving to my son that you can be yourself and still have a future.
1: Thunderstruck barred.
4: Some future you have? This is why I have custody of Grayson.
1: His mother grunted, flailing her one fist around. That won't last forever. Thunderstruck snapped. He then jumped to his feet, bent down and kissed his son on the head, and then he looked at his mother with a glare. Coming here was
0: a mistake.
1: Thunderstruck muttered to himself. Then he started to walk away. You make this hard, Levi, not me. His mother growled as Thunderstruck walked away and left the bungalow. He then walked up to the porch where Grayson then burst through the door. Wait! The boy yelled. Thunderstruck turned around and knelt down and the boy jumped into his arms and held onto his father tightly. He then let go and placed his small hands on his father's face.
3: I love you, Daddy!
1: The boy said. I love you, kiddo. Thunderstruck smiled at his son who just sat there grinning back. And there you have it guys, Mutants for Hire Chapter 5. I really hope you guys have enjoyed this chapter. Let's run down the voice cast. Of course, we have 1UP, voiced by Jay. We have Thunderstruck, voiced by Austin. And we have Cardio, voiced by Ethan. We are the Mutants for Hire. And then of course, Jessica was voiced by my good friend Jordan. I, of course, voiced my own characters, Mr. Pocket, Oculus, and Tyler McKnight. Tyler McKnight isn't my character, but I voiced him anyway. That being said, make sure you go check out everyone on Instagram and on TikTok. And, of course, a big shout-out to Nerd True Comics Podcast, who is our association to a lot of the bigger projects on the channel. And he, uh, Mark, who owns Nerd True Comics, is... Uh, hosting mutants for high on there too. So if you're actually listening to this on Nerds for Comics, come to the channel, subscribe and come say hi and let me know that Nerds for Comics sent you here. Then of course a big shout out to my high cosplay dude637, who has Parring Universe19 and Cosplay Dude Storytime of Cosplay Dude637. Two amazing podcasts with lots of different stories so you might want to go check them out if you like anything on this channel we're on association with zero to hero podcast a place of billy and jim the balkan got a podcasting talk about all different types of stuff power rangers other fandoms they interview people it's an amazing podcast go check it out with that being said don't forget to like this video subscribe if you're new and i shall see you guys really really soon